Welcome to the Catholic Influencers Podcast. It's a blessing again to be with you this week where we get to explore, break, open the Word of God, the Word of God that wants to impact us, to change us, to renew us, to refresh us. And I'm with my co-host this week, Georgia. How are you doing, Georgia? Hi, I'm good, thank you. I'm feeling really good today. How are you, Father Rob? I'm doing well, yeah. <laughs> feeling good, feeling energized. It's usually it's a bit later than when we usually record this podcast. So yes. I've had more coffees than I would usually <laughs> do. So I might have a little bit more energy during this you time. You do, which is good. I'm going to catch it. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> While some people usually drop in the afternoon, I, I generally am at this time, which is what, like 3 p.m. is my yes. peak. And then I collapse after that. <laughs> Straight after this. <laughs> yes, yes. I just go, I'll go and sleep, cuddle with, with, with my little dog. Oh, I can't say. Uh, and so what have you been up to? Anything interesting, um, anything fun? Yeah, well, actually, I, um, I've set myself a challenge for the next two months to get fit oh. again. Ooh. So I started boxing on Monday uh, just with a one-on-one trainer. So that's been really good. So that's my new little thing, just trying to get fit. I've done fitness every day. I've set myself like a, a diet plan just to stay healthy, just because yeah. I've had a few little health things. So just during this time mentally to stay mentally and physically healthy. And I've been working on music, singing and practicing. So it's been good. Wow, that it's uh, exercise is so life giving, eh? and and it doesn't yeah. need to be. So different people are, are different. Like for example, I need a lot more exercise because I do train every day to stay fit, to stay strong. But if you're starting with exercise, you don't need to run a marathon. I mean, it's just even walking around the block. Yeah, is, we need to begin somewhere to look after our health. And how amazing you feel after a boxing session. I don't know if I could endure that. It was really good. And I think that's what was happening. I was building it up because I wasn't exercising going, oh, I've got to do a whole big session. So I just started slow, go for a walk around the block. And then I just did 15 minutes of boxing the other day. Next session will be half an hour. And I did. I felt good. Yes. Good. And you start to feel good. And so this is just an, even before we begin this podcast, which has nothing to do with the scripture today, but just to be encouraged. <laughs> if you, you yeah. don't know where to begin with your exercise, it's so important. Just start. Start somewhere. Be fit. Look after the temple that the Lord has given you. Um, and we need to make sure that we, we're strong as much as we can, are strong and healthy. And you also mentioned diet. That's also important. 80% diet and only 20% exercise for a healthy person. So it's yes. 20% exercise, 80% is what you put into your, your mouth, it's yes. a, your diet, making sure you eat healthy. So I hope you're eating healthy. Yes, I am. <laughs> I just want to look after my health. I think especially during what during what's going on, we're all home a lot more. Yes. So it's really important to just, you know, stay healthy because of what's happening. It's probably more important now than ever, really, isn't it? Yes. So here it became yeah. mandatory today, actually, um, mm. to wear face masks. And so I, at six o'clock this morning, took my dog for a walk when there was no one on the street wearing a face yeah. mask. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I know. I know. I just, my friend's making them. So she oh, lives okay. in Canada, Jess. So I just ordered some and she's going to send them over. Uh, we like mentioned Jess before, I think. No, yeah. no. We might Maybe have not. mentioned a different met Jess. No, I think Another. it was Alyssa's Jess. Alyssa's Jess. This is my, yeah, my friend. <laughs> Your Jess. <laughs> We've both got Jesses. Okay. So let's start. Today we're going to um, talk about, we're going to continue in the gospel according to Matthew. Matthew has been, we've been in the sermon on the plains, you know, Jesus was at the beach preaching, talking to the people and um, we're going to continue on this. And Jesus is right in the middle of a conversation here talking about Mm -hmm. the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God like? How is the kingdom of God? What does it mean to live 
for the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And so we have several examples of seeds and of pearls. And now we go to the next. And let's see what Jesus has to say about the kingdom of God this week that we're going to listen to at Mass on the weekend so we can take this in. So I'm going to hand over to, to you, Georgia, if you um, proclaim the gospel for us. Okay. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot to the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so that they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. And the disciples said, well, we only have five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men besides women and children. Amen. Amen. Matthew 14, 13 to 21. How amazing. 5,000 five, 5, men that didn't include women and children. There probably were more women oh. than there were men. And there were probably more children than there were women and men. So there were a lot of people lot of there people. being <laughs> fed with five yeah. loaves and two fishes. So it's just an incredible sort of a miracle that has happened but let's rewind a little bit um jesus mm -hmm. what do you think jesus was going through at that moment where does it start where does this scene well just start? before um he had gone to a, a place on his own i guess you know to pray and have time with god because he'd found out about the death of his cousin john the baptist mm. who was in jail at the time and so obviously he's going through something that he needs time on his own he needs that strength from god and then the crowds find him because wherever yes. he was, they wanted to be near Jesus. <laughs> yes, I'm poor yeah. guy, poor Jesus in a sense, because he wanted to be alone. <laughs> yeah. He was grieving. He was going through sorrow. And he just heard that his cousin's head had been chopped off. Can you imagine how tragic? Yeah, and, I know. And he wanted to be alone. And all of a sudden he's surrounded with people. Now, Galilee was a small place mm -hmm. um, and it, there were a lot of people densely populated. It was difficult to be away. But he crossed the river thinking, OK, I'm going to get a few moments just to be with my father. Yes. And lo and behold, 5,000 men plus women plus children <laughs> show up. But it's just mind-blowing just to think that... But Jesus didn't kick them off. Yeah, he didn't say, I want some time alone. He actually had that compassion for him, for them and he, start, he heal, started healing their sick. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. And so what? More crowds started. started someone uh, sending a text message. You'll never guess Jesus is healing people. Come, come. And, yes. and maybe they'd <laughs> send a pigeon. I don't know what they do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but be more people started to come. More people started to come. And yes. you see, the, and there are a few things that talk about, talk about Jesus, that show about Jesus mm -hmm. through this. I mean, let's talk about a few things that come out of this. But I'll start with point number one. The first yes. thing is the selflessness mm -hmm. of Jesus. Mm -hmm. the compassion of Jesus. You know, he was in a time of need. He was in a time where he needed to be pampered. He needed the attention from the Father. He needed to grieve. But instead, he used that moment. He allowed that moment to be a moment not about him, mm -hmm. but about others. He 
reached out to the people in need during his time of need. Yes, and I think because he'd had that time on his own to get that strength from God and then had that compassion on them. I think it's such a, and you were saying, we're talking about before, it's sort of like Mary, when Mary was pregnant mm. with Jesus, she still went and saw her cousin Elizabeth. You know, it was that, it's that whole thing of being reached to your limits, but because you get that grace from God, you feel like you can do that, you know? Yes. So and pretty s- powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And so she, he would have learned this from his mama, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> again, Mary had just been told that she's pregnant. And then what does she do? She doesn't put her feet up and say, hey, Joseph, come and massage my feet. <laughs> no, she gets up onto her feet and she goes to look after Elizabeth. And this is the exact same thing Jesus has done. And so how the power of example, I think, you know, the power mm-hmm. of example, he watched mm-hmm. his mother being selfless throughout his life. And he, he learned from that moment and he was giving in that moment, learning to give, to be selfless. Um, and this also, to, what does that teach you and me? You know, sometimes we're so busy and we don't feel like people. I want to be alone. I'm as a mm-hmm. priest, you know, like people come and I'm exhausted and I'm tired. I've just celebrated three masses. I've just heard two hours of confession or whatever. And someone just before you go in, come father, can you, can you hear yes. my confession? No, I'm not complaining, but it teaches me as well how to mm-hmm. live in the moment of generosity because my savior, my master has done the same. Mm-hmm. I think it's that's that so real, the real balance, I think, of having time on your own and getting that strength, but then being there for other people. And I yes. think that's that's why I thought this was quite powerful because it's not saying, you know, um, he was ready to heal them. He was saying he needed time on his own. He was on his own, getting the strength from God. But when he saw people and he had the compassion, he had compassion on them, like he saw a need and he, that's what it sort of rings to me, like what I can learn from it, that when you see a need you help someone you know you don't yes. just see a need and go oh you need healing but i'm tired like not yes. that i can heal people but you know <laughs> yes. you know you need food or my auntie needs to talk or what it could be anything yes you know and we do have those days where you know your friend needs you and you're a bit tired and i think it's okay to say look can i ring you in an hour or like if you need to be filled but it's that real balance isn't it yes helping uh, and receiving one thing that always confused me is that we have a saint in Australia called St. Mary MacKillop. Mm-hmm. Now, she used to say this. She used to say, never see a need without doing something about it. Something like that, anyway. So never yes. see a need and not ne- do something yeah, about ne- it. Yes, never see a need. and don't. That's exactly what she said. And so, but I always was confused about this because that's very much the, the, the recipe for breakdown. <laughs> you know, never see a need because there's always a need. But yes. I think it also it requires some wisdom as well, some wisdom to, to plan ahead. And this is why we need to be people who are diligent and also learn to plan and look after our health. Now, yes, I, there are days I would celebrate mass, hear confessions, and then, Father, can you hear my confession? But I also plan ahead to make sure that I get a Monday off or I get some day off or half a day off so I can recuperate. Yes. Not at the cost of burning ourselves out. And I know Jesus would have done the same. He didn't get to be alone with the Father then, but the next day he might have had that time to do that. Yes. So it's like obvious that it's, he wasn't always just giving out, giving out. There were so many times in, when you read the Bible that he went, on his, went out on his own and had time to pray, you know? Yes. Yeah. And that's where our strength comes from. We cannot keep serving the Lord and serving others without being served by the love of God. And so this is what, this is the, the first lesson. Tell us something else that, that you got out of this, this scripture, Judah. Yeah, I think so. Those things. And then what really sort of was quite powerful for me was that um, 
when the disciples said, you know, well, we've got all these people here, they're hungry. We need to send them to their villages so they don't miss out on food, like they need food. And Jesus said, well, no, you've got to feed them. And, you know, they knew that they only had something small and how could, you know, they possibly feed people with, you know, two loaves of five loaves and two fishes. How could they do that? And what I thought was really amazing and something that really, if you really think about it, is so powerful that, that Jesus could have just on his own just made it all happen but he used what they had yes. and he used what the disciples had the small thing that they had the small offering and he said and then he used them as like a channel for the miracle so like showing that we are we can be the hands and feet of Jesus like yes. he wants his disciples to be in the world and you know work with him in in that way if that makes sense yes absolutely you <laughs> yes. see this is the, the, the part of the miracle god requires us to be part Look, if we pray for a miracle, we should be part of the answer to that miracle. You mm-hmm. say, God, please feed these people. But Jesus says, okay, you feed these people. Like mm-hmm. you offer what you have for me to be able to perform that miracle. So this is what this person did. He was generous. This person who gave the five loaves and whatever, they, these people that gave it, yes. they might have thought, oh, this means maybe that I'm not going to eat. But their generosity mm-hmm. was matched and overmatched and outdone by the generosity of God. Mm-hmm. And so this is a lesson as well that God teaches us, first of all, to give, to be generous with God. But God is always, always going to outdo us with generosity. And I think this is a, a some, and not only generosity towards us, mm. but generosity towards others. You, mm. you see, their generosity, the generosity of, of those who gave the fish and the loaves, mm. blessed others, were a source of blessing for others as well it wasn't just them yes so the yeah how important it is to be generous to be even if we don't have much yeah they only had something small but with god it was such a miracle like it's one of the would you say it's one of the biggest miracles in the bible like what like it's a yeah i'd say it's a major miracle it's a major miracle in the bible yeah (laughs) yes and one of the major parts of it is that it is a miracle that preeminates, that comes before, that reflects that the the Eucharist, you see, and what came before and... So (laughs) in the Old Testament, it's like the manna from heaven. That's what I was looking at. Like when I was researching for this, I was saying it sort of looks back to, you know, when the Old Testament, the manna fell fell from heaven and then moving, looking forward to the Eucharist. Yes. It's very similar to the Last Supper, you know. Exactly. So and and then, so the Eucharist. Every Mass. (laughs) And this is what we do. We give the little we have, the bread, the wine, the most basic of elements we bring to the table and God performs a miracle, transubstantiation, turning the mm-hmm. bread and the wine into the body and the blood of Christ. He, We are generous with God to a certain extent that we provide the bread and the wine and the, our presence there. And he outdoes us with generosity by giving us heaven, mm-hmm. by giving us him, himself, his body, his blood, soul and divinity, which is a pretty good bargain, I'd say. Yeah. I mean, it, all it requires us basically is to get out of bed and to go and to sit there. Not mm-hmm. right now, but um, mm-hmm. because of the lockdown. But th- this is what how generous our God is with us. And that is that just the transubstantiation is, is so powerful when you think about it. And that's I didn't at first make the link of this scripture to that, but then as I started to research more and look more into it, mm. and it's something that's unique to obviously, you know our church and such a powerful a powerful thing you know so yes yeah 
But it's always, this is what Jesus was, was preeminating. He was saying, mm-hmm. look, this is where it, it, the, word, the word, in fact, this brings us to the third point is the recognizing that all gifts come from God, because this is where yes. it starts. This is where we start with the Eucharist, with thanksgiving. And can I, I'll, I'll just translate this, read this. Jesus, when it says that he gave thanks, he took the bread and gave thanks. He would have done, he would have said these exact words, except he would have said them in Aramaic or Hebrew, okay? Mm-hmm. He would have used these exact words. He would have said, Blessed are you, Jehovah, our God, King of the universe, who brings forth bread from the earth. Now, how do I know he said that prayer? Because that was the prayer every Jew prayed before their meal. When they held mm-hmm. a piece of bread, this, these those exact words were prayed. Now, something comes to my mind straight away when I hear those words. And those are the prayers, the exact, almost word for word, what I pray as a priest when I receive the gifts. Mm-hmm. I say these words. I say, blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread. We offer you fruit of the earth and work of human hands. May it become for us the bread of life. So we're saying the exact same thing. So that was a preeminence. That was the first a reflection of, of the, Eucharist. the Eucharist. It starts with Thanksgiving, Eucharistia, which literally means Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So that's what it is. It's taking the little we have, offering it to God. And then mm-hmm. we hear throughout this story, throughout this miracle, what does Jesus do with our offering? He just multiplies, multiplies it. it. <laughs> and he blesses. He brings about miracles. He outdoes us with generosity. He gives us the strength. He takes the bread. He breaks it and he gives it. But then also, and then what happens at the end? Well, he... D- everyone's fed but this one of the Mm. things that we were talking about (laughs) everyone's got enough food hopefully yeah Um, more than enough and more than enough but they take the scraps and they use them they don't leave it they take everything like every little bit that's pretty powerful isn't it yes because in the kingdom of god there's no waste there's no god doesn't waste anything the little we have even the things that sometimes seem so ordinary so insignificant, so over the top in a sense, like what would God use something like this for when he has this, Mm. I know how to play the guitar. Why would God use me when there are some people who play the guitar so much better? Maybe not a good example, but I don't know, Uh, whatever it is. You see, God uses everything and doesn't waste anything we offer him. Mm-hmm. And and so this is what we have to be the kingdom of God. And that also brings about the Eucharist, sort of the, the idea of communion, sharing the earth, looking after the earth, looking mm-hmm. after our resources. Mm-hmm. So all of that, Laudato Si, the document by, by um, Pope Francis, which talks about being good servants of the earth. And so nothing goes to waste in the kingdom of God. Everything, we should be good um, sort of, uh, I forgot what you call it, but we'll have to Stewart. look after. Stewart, yeah, that's a word. Stewards, good, yeah. <laughs> good stewards of, of yeah. all that we've been given. Yeah. Lucky I'm here. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, and I was thinking the other thing is that um, first, I don't know what you think about this, but first he um, he actually healed them and then fed them. And I think mm. that, that was something that really, um, you know, I know even Mother Teresa, when you read her books, you, you know, she's look after the person and then make sure they have got enough food. Like, I think that was really interesting. He That wasn't the first thing. The first thing was let's heal the sick and then, okay, they need food, you know? Yes. So, so it's, a yeah, yeah, it's about look, looking after the whole person, 
Mm. Okay, and like there was, yeah, I don't know, there's the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I don't know if anyone who studied psychology, sociology, anthropology, or even yeah. business or marketing would have studied this Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which mm. is saying that if you, you cannot preach to them, in fact, you cannot preach to someone and expect them to listen to the word of God if you don't care for them, if you don't look mm. after their um, psychological needs, you don't look after their spiritual needs, you have to look after their physical needs, physiological mm. needs, all of mm. this needs to be cared for if you want to make the person able to receive all that you want to give them. So a lot yeah. there, a lot a there lot, in that scripture. It's pretty, pretty, this is one of my favorite scriptures, actually. It's, yeah, it's awesome. So this is where Jesus, Jesus is the miracle worker. And again, mm. that miracle is brought to the Eucharist. The Eucharist, he took from the ordinary gifts that we offer him, he broke it, he gave it, and then he sent them out. He sent them out to their families to, to tell the world about the miracles they received, about the food they received. Mm -hmm. And this is what happens to us at every single Eucharist. We are, give the ordinary things in our lives. God makes them extraordinary. He takes it, breaks, he gives it to us, and then he sends us out. Go and proclaim the gospel by your life. This is what the command is at every Mass, where we're sent out, Mm -hmm. to go and make a difference, to be the Eucharist, to be the thanksgiving, to be the body and blood of Christ in this world. And like the hands and feet of Jesus, you know? Yes, yeah. St. Teresa, yeah, I think it was that said that, mm. let, let me be your hands and let me be your feet. Mm -hmm. He has no other hands, no other feet but ours. Okay, so I think it's um, we've got done a bit of intense talking here, uh, yeah. Georgia. I want I'll go to home hear... now. No, I'm just kidding. I <laughs> want the joke. Well, let's do joke. I section. can't go. To... Yeah, let's go to the jokes. Okay, <laughs> so they're dad jokes. So um, you go first. But I'll still. Uh, I'm not a dad. I'm not yeah, planning to be a dad not... anytime soon. Yeah, no, I... am I? <laughs> okay, my first one is. I've got a few. I do love, I said this in the last episode, I love dad jokes. Me and my brother, Thomas, we love them. It's pretty good. <laughs> I so, hope um, this is a good one. Yeah, oh, I hope so. So this one is, uh, what do you call a fake noodle? Mm, I don't know. An imposter. <laughs> <laughs> not an imposter, an imposter. Oh my goodness. Okay, that's a good one. Decent one. It's not one, too decent. bad. It's not too yeah. bad. Okay, this I one mean, you might know because even, even I've heard this before. But no. you, if you know the answer, you can say it. Okay. How do you make holy water? Oh, I have never heard that one. Okay. How do you make holy water? You burn the hell out of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> bad. That's actually, it's not, it's not too bad. <laughs> that's, that's uh, look, it's not how you make holy water, but that's yeah. a, the, the dad joke. That's, okay. That's, that's the dad joke. Do we do one more or that's it? Yeah, you do. You do one more. I, okay. I don't ever have another. Okay. Um, well, this isn't actually, you don't answer. I just say, I could tell a, a joke about, it's, I could tell a dad joke about pizza, but it's a bit cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> they're okay. kind of awkward as well, but they're fine. Yeah, because you don't know whether to laugh and you're still processing it as yeah, you're, you're laughing. Yeah, you're like, hang on, what? Oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. Okay. Beautiful. I think it's about time we go to the topic. Beautiful. We'll talk. So today we're going to talk about, drumroll, Georgia, tell us what we're talking about. Trusting in God. Da, da, da. I went close to the microphone. Trusting <laughs> in God, like at the movies. <laughs> That's right. So we took, what does it mean to trust in God? How do we trust in God? Why do we, why should we trust in God? Let's talk a little bit about that. And mm -hmm. um, what does it mean? How do you trust in God? Trust what? Trust oh. he does what? Trust, why would you need to trust God? Mm -hmm. Well, 
this is a sort of quite um, a challenge for us because you see to to trust someone you need to know what to trust them with God is in his word in the Bible has given us promises like this Bible is full full of promises that God has given us so one of the main things that we need to do is to trust that God is going to bring to completion the good works that he has promised us mm -hmm. in his word that he's going to deliver, that he is going to look after us, that he is going to provide for us, that he is going to, when we are generous with him with the little, that he is going to mm -hmm. multiply that in our lives. Mm -hmm. And so the, one of the things that stops us from being generous with God, one thing that stops us from, uh, from allowing God to work in our lives is so very often that we don't trust God. Mm -hmm. We don't trust that God is going to keep to his side of the bargain. Mm -hmm. We don't trust that God's going to provide the way we expect God to trust. Mm -hmm. But maybe that's a lot to do with our perception of God. We don't actually recognize God as, as someone who is good and kind and compassionate and someone who w wants what is best for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's such a big topic because, you know, to say like for people that have been hurt in their life or, you know, we all have, but when you go through things and, you, and sometimes people can lose hope and then they don't believe or trust that God is going to make things better or help them with the situation. And because I think it comes back to that, just the word faith, like, I know mm. when I first started reading the Bible, the first thing I ever read was the Psalms and it talks so much about, you know, trusting in God and there's just those beautiful, simple words in there, you know, trusting God when there's a storm, when there's, a, you know, when you feel like you need shelter from the storm, when you're in the darkness, when you're in the desert, like trusting God. And it does take faith because you can't see it. You can't see something before it's going to happen. Well, some people can, but I'm just mm. saying, you know, that's that whole trust in God is such a thing that I think you have to over time develop more and more. Yes. I don't think you can just wake up one day and go, I trust God. Everything's going to be great. It's something yes. that you lean towards God. You ask him, you pray and, you know, trust that he will listen and answer in the way that he knows is best for you, not always what you want. Yeah. Yes. And to trust in God requires us to learn to trust in him, to spend time to listen to him, to mm. know. Like you said, it's a, it's, it's a relationship, isn't it? Mm. You can't just meet someone for the first time and trust them with your life and trust mm. them with your emotions. You, you have to, it, they have to prove themselves. Mm. And so this is why we need to spend time. And God doesn't mind being proven in a sense. Like, the, the, in fact, he says in his word, he says, trust, trust me. And I think, I forgot where it says in the scripture. He says, this one thing I ask you to test me with is just to give me and show, that, and I will show you how I will bless you back. He was talking about tithing. He was talking about giving mm. our finances and our resources in that case. Mm -hmm. But this is part of the way we trust God. But we have to learn to receive and to understand that God is trustworthy, that he is loving, that he wants to provide for us. But it comes at a cost. You see, trusting God comes at a cost. And that cost is a cost of, of obedience, mm. obedience towards him. You know, God, I, 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 one of the things we don't trust God with is our lives. Sometimes we allow sin, mm. we continue sinning because we don't trust God. That's what sin is. Sin is a lack of trust that God is going to fulfill that gap that the sin is taking in our lives. Mm. And so when we, when we let go of sin, we're trusting God. When we hold on to sin, we're not trusting God. Yes. And there's a... I love this story of this mountain climber. You know, he goes up this mountain and all of a sudden the wind changes and it starts snowing and storming and it, all, he, he loses his track on the way back so he doesn't know where to get. And um, he's tied with these ropes, he's mountain climbing and 
um, uh, it's as it gets pitch dark, it gets really dark, and mm. all of a sudden he falls and he's boom, he's hanging like like a spider on on a web, mm-hmm. and he's hanging there, and he's praying, God, please save me! I'm gonna freeze to death! I'm going to die here! Please mm-hmm. save me! Yeah, and. Um, he hears the voice of God. He hears the voice of God. And God says, let go of the rope. Cut the rope and I will save you. But the guy says, no, what do you mean cut the rope? I'm not going to cut the rope. Mm. This is a tragic story. What happens the next day? Mm. More trackers come up the road and they see mm. this man hanging dead just half a meter off the ground. But because of the darkness, he couldn't see. But if he just cut the rope, he would have just fallen that half meter and survived. Oh, man. Now, that's a story. It's, it is a tragic story, but that's the tragedy yeah. of not trusting in the Lord. Yeah. That sometimes, yeah. how do we know that this is the voice of God? Well, know the word of God. When God says, walk away from this relationship that's not good for you, walk away from this sin that's not good for mm-hmm. you, walk away from this substance that's not good for you, whatever it is. And we listen to the word of God and we know the teachings of the church and we know, and we choose not to walk away. Mm. That is the time we're choosing not to tie that rope, not to uh, to mm. cut off that rope. And that, that at the end of the day, God wants freedom. He wants He wants us to live life to the full. But it's yeah. it, it's amazing because I, I I I just had this thought of I remember when I was on I was on a trip in Bali with some of my friends, and you know they're just saying oh George if you do this and you do this and you do this like just you live and you feel so free and I'm just like yeah but that's not true freedom you know mm. freedom is if I follow the things that God's asked me to follow, that's where my real freedom comes. And they couldn't see it at the time, but the things that they might, you know, people feel like are going to be good for them, the temptations or whatever, you know, that for that moment it might be good or whatever, but later on it's never going to bring that true freedom. And I think it really reminds me of times when I, you know, you you stop and you go, all right, I'm going to instead keep my eyes on God because I know he'll have a better plan for me and it yes. will bring me that peace and true freedom in the end yes. you know and looking like what last week was about you know heaven and how like looking at eternity rather than for that moment so trusting that even though it's a narrow pathway that there's going to be things you have to let go of you can't just have the freedom doesn't mean doing everything and having all these things but actually in the end it brings more of a peace and a, a true freedom and you know hopefully eternity yes <laughs> so, yeah anyway, that and was so a lot this of is what no, but it's true. That's it. <laughs> Last week I was like just not talking and this week I'm like, no, get off. That was good. No, no, no more words, more words. But this is it. That ultimately we have to trust that God is going to deliver his promise that we, when we let go, when we trust in him, that he's going to provide our needs, he's going to provide what we need. And ultimately that heaven is there for us, for those who have trusted in the Lord, who have let go for the Lord. Okay. <laughs> I think it's about time we conclude. We've been going a while. For a it's long just, time. <laughs> it's a, a blessing. Challenge. We want a challenge for the week. We want you to yeah. join us on social media, Catholic Influencers, Catholic Influencers underscore. We have a challenge for you every week. What's the challenge this week, Georgia? Okay, so this the challenge this week was, so when we looked at the scripture, show that like obviously we're trusting in God and the miracles that he can perform, but we also um, see how Jesus had compassion on people and wanted his disciples to help him perform the miracle. So be the hands and feet of Jesus. So the challenge we had this week, drum roll, sorry, was during this <laughs> drum roll, <laughs> during this time of COVID, how can we lead others to trust in God more? So obviously a lot of people are going through things at the moment. It might be families that, you know, don't have enough food at this time or, a f- and you know, an auntie and uncle or that are kind of feeling 
stress because they're in you know more of an age group everyone's can get it but my point is is that you know um it is a hard time for everyone so how can we reach out more how can we lead others to trust in god more yes. is it a phone call is it you know dropping off food to someone what is it you know Yes, and so we become the reason for them to trust God. How can we become this this reason? Yeah, and um, this is something that I'm going to try and do as well this week. I cannot think of a way right now, but I think it's uh, something that I would like to do to call, be the cause of others to trust in Jesus more and more than just words, you know, through my example, through um, being the answer to someone's prayer. Okay, so this is the end of our podcast. Um, Georgia, how can I didn't they mean, be in yeah, touch? It's finished. That's not what I meant. I'm just <laughs> okay. <laughs> how the, how can they be in touch with us? Okay, they, so social media, Instagram at yes. Catholic Influencers. Yes, so at Catholic Influencers underscore underscore and um, frgministry.com forward slash podcast. Also, mm-hmm. now we have some amazing, all entirely free resources for you from worship music to um, novenas to um, rosary to um, now we're doing a school on prayer and then we're going to do a school on sacraments. There's so much that you can get to frgministry.com forward slash church online. Get in touch with us. Come get involved. You can even put in your prayer requests and we'll offer them at mass every week. There's a weekly mass so much stuff and you can also watch this podcast if you are not already on youtube if you're on youtube you can listen to it on on, on your platforms on um, spotify where do you listen to podcasts i listen well i've been listening on spotify but youtube i use a lot i think I yeah just, YouTube. I, i've been listening to the other podcasts with you and Alyssa, or um you and danny on uh yeah on youtube a lot but i just got unlimited spotify so now i'm in the spotify Whoa. game Woo. <laughs> I don't think, I've never used Spotify, I use Apple Music. Ah. But anyway, that's where I listen to my podcast. But um, <laughs> so please do be in touch. Um, also podcast at frgministry.com. Also, if you're able to support us, please go to the website and donate over there. Every dollar, every cent goes to glorifying God, to advancing his kingdom for to us, proclaiming his word and his mission. So thank you once again. May God bless you, give you peace and may you see God's multiplication in your life. Ciao.